Amen. Open your Bibles now to the book of John. John chapter 4. And we're going to go back to the woman at Samaria who doesn't have a name, but she's identified by her geographic location. Isn't that something? And her, yeah. And I um, want to look at verse 28 now. It says, so the woman, this is after Jesus spoke to her. Uh, matter of fact, let me back up. Um, to verse 25. Uh, it says, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. See, she knew something. And when the one, and when that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Interesting, isn't it? Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Imagine that. See, this is why you got to be careful who you talk to. And at this point, his disciples came and they were amazed that he was speaking with a woman. I'll explain that later. Yet no one said, what do you seek or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city and were coming to him. I want to talk about this morning what should happen when you leave worship. We talked about what should happen when you come to worship last week. Today, I want to talk about what should happen when you leave worship. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. I ask for the forgiveness of my sins. I ask that you'd use me now for your glory. Holy Spirit, have your way now. Lord, stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice, cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy. And Lord, I pray and ask now that you would bless your people now. Speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God you may be seated in the presence of our God and Savior. Thank you, ushers. Amen. 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 What should happen when you leave worship? Worship is and will always be an experience. You have to always remind yourself that when you come into a worship setting, Something is happening there. We are engaged fully. Our minds, our hearts, our souls, our bodies, our voices. Worship in, involves all five senses. That's why when you come in, the building should be smelling good. The graphics around you and the, the, the pictures and the paintings and all these other things, all of it should remind you of an excellent God. Do I have anybody? Worship also should become a lifestyle. 
sometimes we only restrict worship to Sunday. When we leave here, something should happen on the inside of you that reflects on the outside with you. Are you following me? In other words, when you leave here today or any worship service, you should leave here a changed person. <clears throat> Something should happen on the inside of you. Many times we leave worship and we go back to the same world that we left and we act the same. But when you've been in the presence of God, something changes you. Something begins to happen on the inside. And I don't know about you this morning, but I know that I look forward to Sunday morning. I look forward to Wednesday nights. I look forward to Friday nights. Every time I remember back in the day before COVID, I used to try to find services, pastor friends of mine. I used to go, you know, go out to their services and support them and things like that. There was no problem for me. When I entered into the church building in the setting of worship, something starts happening on the inside. Jesus had just, this woman had just encountered Jesus for the first time. And as you can see from the passage, we already talked about it, that God had already dealt with her condition. He dealt, see, when you've been in the presence of Jesus, your condition changes. Your character changes. Somebody need to pay attention right here by the next C I'm about to give you. Your conduct changes. See, we don't act the same when we leave here. This woman, this woman who had lived her life as a round-the-way girl. She was a, she was a fast woman. She was a round-the-way. She was a working girl. Amen. She worked the streets. Are you with me? But here she is with her water pot. She came to get water for her physical needs, for cooking, for bathing, amen, for drinking. She, she had three, a threefold purpose for coming to the well. I'm trying to help somebody. Can I ask you something? Why did you come to this well today? See, when you don't know why you're coming, that could be a problem. I come to this well so that I can get that water that will never run out. Come on, somebody. Jesus already told her. If you only knew who you were talking to, you would not have said what you said. But here we find in this passage, amen, that Jesus told her that in verse 24, that you have to worship in spirit and in truth. Here's the woman's response. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming. Imagine this. Imagine knowing all about Jesus, but still not living for Jesus. 
Imagine having all the information, but yet no application. She says, I, I know the Messiah. I, I know, and, and the word that she used there is different than gnosis. It's the Greek word orday. And what she says is she have perceived or she had come to learn this and she had gotten some knowledge from someone. Hello, somebody. That the Messiah was coming. Can you imagine that the Samaritans and the Jews hated each other, but they were waiting for the same thing? <laughs> they were waiting for the same God. Imagine that. He says, look what she says. He who is called Christ, she even knew his name. Imagine being in the presence of Jesus and you don't recognize him. I wish I had somebody. Imagine this, the disciples who walked with Jesus for three long years and was intimate with him and broke bread with him. And then when he showed up on the sea, they didn't recognize him. Imagine that. Imagine coming into the presence of God week after week, year after year, month after month, and staying the same. Come on and help me, somebody. Hmm. Here's the thing. This woman knew something. It says, and when the one come, when that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Look at verse 26. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Now, the story is about to take a turn. See, Jesus dealt with her conduct, her character, her conversion. But it's only when you come to really know Jesus and when he reveals himself to you and you can accept him in your heart, can you really worship him? A lot of people can tell you, oh, he woke me up this morning, but they don't really believe that. They have not really accepted him in their heart. This woman, this was the final, final chapter in her story the text says Jesus then revealed listen for a woman to be speaking to the rabbi was not legal in that time whenever a woman would come into the presence of a teacher she would never come alone matter of fact she wouldn't come at all because they they because a woman's status back then was not that high you understand what I'm saying? But here Jesus has broken down the barrier of, of, of the vision, the, the barrier of classism, the barrier of sexism, the, the, the barriers that stood between him and the woman. And he says, you could talk to me. Oh, think about it real quick. You and I have the same access that she has. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you really know Jesus? Is he real to you? The text says, the text says, and at that point his disciples came and they were amazed that he was speaking what? With a woman. See, that's the reason why he was amazed that they were speaking with a woman. Right? It says, I don't know if you can appreciate that last statement I made. Y'all ain't praying with me today. Y'all worshiping with me today? Amen. Yet no one said, what do you seek or why do you speak with her? They weren't going to question him. But they were thinking in their mind, like, why is he speaking to her? 
Imagine that. Imagine that she, they look down on her. And here's what I'm trying to say to you. When it comes to Jesus, there's no, there's no separation or division. The thing you got to understand about Jesus is he takes you just the way you are. The question is, are you willing to be real with him? So here's the thing. After this conversation, you know, you know, when you when Jesus wipes out your sins, watch this, and makes you whole again, it's amazing how you can understand all that you heard before. See, I came to appreciate Jesus Christ. I heard about him, but it was only when I got saved, tell your neighbor. When you get saved, can I help you with this? He erases your hard drive. Come on, somebody. He hits the upgrade button on your phone. You understand? You know when you get those alerts that it's time to upgrade? He upgrades you so that you get better information. But I thank God that when he erases your hard drive, he does not go back in the past and bring it up because he looks at you as a new creature. If any man be in Christ, hey, 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 he's a new creature. All things have passed away and new things have come. And, 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 and look at this woman. I look at this woman and I thought about it. And I'm saying, wow, Jesus reveals himself to her but he had 12 disciples that he revealed himself to, and yet they still did not understood that he was the one. Imagine that. Imagine that he handpicked them, but this woman ran into him by God's providence, by God's sovereignty. She was going there for a pot of water. She was minding her business. Come on, help me somebody. She wasn't studying Jesus. She had heard about Jesus, but it's amazing how when he reveals himself to us, what happens? Most ancient, in the Mediterranean culture, they disapprove of men speaking with women in private. When the disciples got back, they were wondering what's going on. But you know what it also shows? It shows that Jesus was in control of the circumstances. Watch this. Had the disciples been there when she was there, it would have been a distraction to her conversion. So they had went out to buy food while, she, while Jesus was giving her food. <laughs> so what should happen when you leave worship? First of all, it says, so the woman left her water pot. Now let, me, let me explain what this word left means. Write down somewhere I may need it for later on. It means to abandon. But it also means to divorce. Imagine that. She was married to her water pot. But she was willing to abandon the very thing that she came for. So here's the thing. When you leave, here's what happens when you leave. Ready? 
we should leave all you we should leave all of our baggage behind i meant to say that we should leave all of our what baggage behind Let me ask you a question what did you bring in here with you this morning you came here for one thing but what are you going to leave with the one thing the text says, she left it, she divorced it, she abandoned it. She made a decision that my water pot is more, not more important than what I just received. The water pot of the Samarian, Samaritan woman, watch this, may have been a leather bucket. Amen. But watch this, that she would have taken back. But listen, she had forgotten all the whole reason why she was there. Listen. The water pot re re represents something. It represents those baggage that she brought. Because it was about to meet a need to cook, to bathe, to nourish. Watch this. To quench that thirst. Tell your neighbor baggage. When we come into the presence, when you come into his presence, and you truly worship, it causes you to forget all about your troubles and the physical things that you lack in this life. Jesus can fix it. Come on, somebody. So that when you leave his presence, all those water pots of trials, the water pots of pain, the water pots of worry, the water pots of doubt, the, you will be set free so that you can worship. There's one thing about worship I know is that when I leave here, I can leave my baggage behind. Come on, help me somebody. Come on, help me somebody. Imagine this. And I don't know if she would have gotten in trouble for leaving the pot. But here's the thing. The bottom line is she wasn't worried about that no more. And I want to say to somebody here today, when you come into the church and you leave here, stop worrying about the stuff that you brought here that wasn't good. Leave it at the altar. Walk out. And guess what? God can fix it. He can work it out while you're worshiping. Do you not know that while you're worshiping, he is working? Do you not know that if you keep coming here with your mind weighed down, with your mind, with your heart heavy, that God can't work with that? You got to throw it at the altar or nail it to the cross. Come on, help me, somebody. Text says she left her water pot. I just, I just can't get over the water pot thing, but I got to go. And went into the what? City. Now, now this is interesting to me. She could have went home. But remember what kind of girl she was. She was a city girl. Watch this now. You see, let's paint the picture real quick. Before she got the water pots and she's going back home, let's say, let's say a week earlier, she went and got the water pot, filled it, and she's going back home to the same old life. Doing the same old thing. Getting the same results. And she thought it was normal. Here's the thing. Her encounter with Jesus was like this. She didn't even know what she needed. But Jesus knew what she needed. 
And because Jesus knew what she needed, watch this, he met her need. So the day, the week before, she was just doing life as normal. Not life as normal, but watch this, y'all. Watch this. When you, when you leave worship, give me the next point. You should leave with lasting joy. Listen, the joy that she was going back to the city with was not the joy that she had a week ago, a month ago, her whole life. I'm trying to help somebody. First, she could have, she could have went home, but watch this. When, you, when you've had a real conversion, I said a real conversion, and I ain't talking about this lip service. I'm talking about life service. I ain't talking about you telling people you're Christian. I'm talking about you know you're a Christian. I'm talking about you saying, listen, I just left the Vision Church, and I've had a real worship experience. Listen, listen, she, 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 she couldn't help herself, but God helped her. And may I say this to you? Your joy should leave you from the moment you leave here. Some people run here for refuge, and from the moment they go out, it leaves. My question is, what did you do when you were here? She did what came natural. For one who has been forgiven of all her sins, she went back to the place, watch this, she was, watch this, she was not sinning anymore, she was shining now. Her heart was full of joy. Can you see the picture? Watch this, Jesus didn't tell her what to do after. I'm trying to show you something today. Jesus didn't tell her what to do after she got saved, but there's something that happens to you after you worship. You don't want to go sit and hide somewhere. Now, I know with the pandemic, we got to be real careful, but here's what I'm saying to you. If you go home, something is going on on the inside of you. I'm talking about joy. Watch this. Her joy caused her to forget all about her baggage. Watch this. Because she was coming back. Come on, somebody. So many people leave the presence of God never intending to come back. Her leaving her water pot had, is also symbolic of her having to return. <laughs> what did you leave at the altar? What have you left here that you say, man, I got to come back? We shouldn't, look, God doesn't have to pump me and prime me to come back because I know where I was. Come on, somebody. And I know the encounter that I had with him. And I know what he's done for me. Joy comes naturally. Watch this. When you've been in the presence of Jesus, when you really worship him, y'all, you come back. We come back. We come back. Listen. If you leave here and you don't leave with lasting joy, then whose presence have you been in? Don't be so superstitious, y'all. The joy will leave with you. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what she says next. The text says what? And she said, uh-oh, y'all know where I'm going with that one. Now, hold on. Imagine this. She went to the city and she said to the men, 
Imagine, imagine, imagine. These were the same men that she slept with. Uh-oh. These were the same men who looked at her like she was nothing. Wives that hated her. Sons and daughters that hated her. Her past was dark. But when you've been saved, come on, somebody. God takes your guilt and shame and he gives you a purpose. And you're not afraid to do anything. Because when you've been in the presence of God, when you worshiped him, you're not thinking about you, you're thinking about the God you serve. So the next thing is this. I don't know we should we should leave our fears and shame behind. When you leave worship today, leave your fears, leave your shame, leave your guilt. Listen, how many homes has she broken up? And now I can imagine, watch this, you're going to catch a little flack at first, but guess what? Who cares what anybody thinks? As long as you know that you're real in your heart, then that's all you need to care about. When you leave worship, you got to realize, you got to realize, you got to rely on God. And you got to realize also only God can judge you. Come on, help me somebody. And, and if you keep holding on to your past sins, which God has already let go, then shame on you because you're the one holding you hostage. But oh, when you worship is real. You can release all of your fears and shame. You can go back to the places where you messed up. Come on, somebody. You can go back to the people that you that you destroyed. You can go back to those places with confidence. And you say, give it a little while. You see be, what, that I'm real. Give it a few minutes. You'll see. You'll see. Give it some time and you'll realize how real I am and what God has done for me. Here's the thing. It's not about you being real. It's about God being real in you. Are you, are you with me? Are y'all following me? Oh, when you leave worship. I hope you got it. 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 When you leave worship, you should leave your baggage behind. You should leave with lasting joy. You should leave your fear and shame behind. Verse 29 says, and this is what she said to the men. To the men. I could have stayed there a little while, but she said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things that I have done. Everything, every detail. Let me bring it to you real quick. You're sitting here right now and you're saying, man, pass it all up my street. He in my backyard. Man, he just kicked over my door. Now, how do I know all that? I don't, but the Holy Spirit does. And so when you've come into the presence of God and you know you're sitting under some real word from a real God, then, then guess what? The next point is this. We should, sh we should leave to share our experience with Christ. Don't be quiet. Share it. Man, listen, you should have come, come. 
Listen, next week you ought to come to Vision Church. Again, this is true. And it's true then and it's true now. Watch. She didn't witness to her family. Why? Because she know they were like, man, girl, we're going about your business. But she went back to her customers. <laughs> she went back to the men that she had experiences with. And who better to witness? Because look, here's the, here's the thing about getting saved. When you get saved, you want everybody else to be saved. I don't know about you, but when I got saved, I wanted everybody in my circle. I want everybody around me to be saved. And that's worship. That's when you know you've been in worship, when you're not just thinking about you, but you're thinking about somebody else. Listen, how can we be so silent about what we experience here every week? Every deed she did. Everything she did, she left it at the altar because she understood that in God's eyes, she was forgiven. But in the men's eyes, all she had was her witness. I said, it's a natural thing to do after you got saved. It's a natural thing to do when you leave out of worship. It's a natural thing to go out and tell somebody, listen, you got to go on YouTube or Facebook or go somewhere and you got to listen to what, what I received so that your life can change too. Because guess what? I want you to have what I got. But remember, you can't force it on me. Now, there's a reason why she used this phrase. She was a very wise woman, by the way. She was skilled in her language. Because look at the very end of that verse. She says, come see a man who told me all the things I've done. Can you imagine like they, that word done to them, what it means? And the word done to us, we don't know what she's done. <laughs> How bad off was you? Come on, somebody. What's your done? <laughs> come on and help me. Will you? Y'all make me work today. Why is it too cold of work? What have you done? What has God forgiven you of? How much has he forgiven you? He doesn't forgive you in parts. He forgives you in the whole, as a whole. And he's forgiven your sins, you and I, so that we can leave here and go tell somebody, come see a man. But your credibility, see her credibility as a witness was weak in the eyes of men, okay? So that's why she tagged on the phrase here. Watch this. She tagged on the phrase, this is not the Christ, is it? She posed it as a question for curiosity because they would have never, they would have never taken her witness. Oh, come here, Mary Magdalene, run into the tomb. Huh? Guess what? When they went back, nah, I don't believe you. Shoot. The witness of a woman was very weak back then. But thank God that he tears down the barriers. Thank God that we got some women who got a word. Thank God that we got some women today who can worship God. Come on, somebody. And they for real about what they're saying. Amen. And they can go back to the places where they used to hang out and bring somebody out of the gutter. Why? Because they understood and know the power of Jesus Christ. 
she had become what Jesus said without her trying to fit some form of a job description. This is natural. She led without leading. The men of her day was aroused by curiosity. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Because she had become a worshiper. Why would she do that? She puts a question out there. God used her skills from her past because guess what? She had good talk game to persuade those men to come see a man who can change your life. When you leave worship, your witness should be come see a man who can change your life. Your witness should be come see a man who can take all your baggage. Your, 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 your witness should be come see a man who can transform your mind. Come see a man who can take you and pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on a solid ground. Come see a man, hallelujah, who can change you, who can transform you. Story is told of Farmer Dale and Farmer Pete. <laughs> Farmer Dale and Farmer Pete used to compete all the time. The problem was Farmer Pete would always win. Farmer Dale would always lose. Farmer Dale tried, got tired of losing to Farmer Pete. Follow the story, okay? He decided to come up with a plan so he could win. They both had horses on their farms. So Farmer Dale called Farmer Pete to a horse race. You with me? To see which horse would win for that year's competition. When Farmer Pete didn't know was Farmer Dale hired a professional jockey to ride his horse, figuring that he would give him the edge, a little extra that he would need to win. The race started out, the two horses shot out. Farmer Dale's horse took the lead. Farmer Dale thought that finally he was going to beat Pete at something. As they hit the stretch, the horse's legs got tangled up and they fell. Both jockeys fell off. Both farmers were hollering, Get up, get up, get on the horse. Farmer Dale's jockey got up, the professional. And he was the first to get up. He got on the horse and started riding again. And, and right behind him was Farmer Pete's jockey. He got on his horse and started riding. The, the, they crossed the finish line, and Farmer Dale's jockey crossed first. He was ecstatic. He was laughing and dancing. And then he looked and started crying. And Farmer Pete said, Dale, why, 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 why are you so sad? You won. You've been trying to beat me all these years. You've never won, but today's your day. You, should be, you shouldn't be sad. Farmer Dale looked at Farmer Pete and said, my jockey got on the wrong horse. His jockey had crossed the finish line riding the wrong horse. Wouldn't it be tragic that after going as hard and fast as you can in life to cross the finish line, 
into eternity only to discover that you are riding the wrong horse. Wouldn't it be a tragedy that after you've done the best you could and after you've tried the hardest and after you've sung and after you went to church and after you tried to treat your neighbor right and that you, you've given your best to cross the finish line laughing only to start crying. Wouldn't it be terrible to realize at the end of your life here on earth that you crossed the finish line riding the wrong horse? But when you leave worship, you can tell which horse you were really riding. Give God a hand clap of praise. Isn't God good? Isn't God good, y'all? I want to say this. I'm looking at this woman in Samaria, totally different. But if you take these points, that's why I put them in point format. The principles in the point come from the text, which if you grab to one point this week and say, I'm going to live this. When you've been in church and you leave out of here, something should change on the inside of you. And if you're here today and you need prayer, you know, you know what the world called that, right? When you leave, when you come and you leave the same, they call us hypocrites. That's actually what the Bible calls us. Hypocritus. It means that you look one way in here, but you look another way out there. I was talking to a, a, a couple not too long ago, and I was sharing with them that what I had to learn as a believer is I couldn't come to church and treat everybody good, look good, act right, but when I went home, I'm a mess, treating everybody indifferent. So what the Lord had to do with me, the Lord had to have me to merge my life to take off the mask and to be one way all the time. That's how I am now. I'm the same way all the time. Here's the thing. You and I got to decide either we're going to be real about this or we're going to keep on playing that game. Let's pretend. Who are you going to be today? Who are you going to be tomorrow? But when you come into worship and you leave, when you leave, you should leave different.